If you're offended by crude humor, foul language, or dodgy decision-making, Rolf is Stupid might not be for you. Welcome back to Rolf is Stupid, a not-so-serious D&D podcast where five mates go into the Feywild to find out what's happened to Zabilna and find out what's happened to their lost items. I'm Chris, and fun fact about Dino Malio from last episode is his favourite singer is currently Crokey Underwood. Crokey Underwood. That's terrible. Uh, I'm Tim, and I'm playing Shrangbury. Uh, fun fact about Shrangbury is his first best friend was his pet Tresum named Albert. The little cat thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so for those non d it's a cat with wings. It's dead now. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, I'm Lewis. I play Edrelin, and Edrelin is pretty handy with his lost yo-yo. Uh, some of the tricks that he likes are Quijibo, rancid milk, strawberries and mustard, and his favorite, spirit bomb. <laughs> Sour milk? Wait, are those real rancid. terms? Yeah, they're real yo-yo tricks. It's been eight years. Do you reckon he's still got the skills? Well, I reckon you don't have to use any particular yo-yo. Like, I'd say Edrillin has other yo-yos that, that he mucks around with, but this one has a lot of sentimental value, and it will also unlock his super power, which is attacking oh. with a yo-yo. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm sure, like the yo-yo, the tricks just keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> We need a cricket noise, I think. <laughs> I, I'm Dean. I play Felix Fortunia. Fun fact about Felix, he was voted in high school most likely to join a cult. And still is. Uh, I feel like Felix is the type to be like suckered into a cult, but by accident. Like he saw one of those people who would, you know, he just start befriending all these people. And then next minute, you know, people are like, you're in a cult. And he'd be like, nah, nah, they're just good people. They're not trying to take over the world. No, that's right. And that's why you keep following us around. <laughs> yeah, we're not trying to take over the world. That's what he thinks. Uh, hi, I'm Maka. I play Jester Tiff. And Jester likes to soak toast in milk and throw it at people. <laughs> what? Why? It's just, it's fun to do. Don't knock it till you try it. All right, Jester is definitely merged into Macca. <laughs> All right, let's just, let's just do a recap, eh? Yes. All right, so last episode, you continued on your journey to the Watcher's Pool. Along the way, you rescued a young hobgoblin named Fantasy Pants from a taxidermied nightmare created by Bavlorna. After escorting Fan back to his home, you explored, traded items, and met a familiar face and a mystical oracle who helped Felix have a vision. After leaving the tent settlement, you encountered some beefy herringons looking for adventurers matching your descriptions, but some fast thinking and talking seemingly saved you, except Jester wasn't on the same page and provoked a bruising fight with them. Ultimately, you won the fight and you continued on north, arriving at a fishing spot where you met Dino Milia II, a loving, fishing, and drinking kind of bullywog who preferred the slower life. He gave you some information about Downfall and mentioned he has a brother named the Baron of Muckstump who resides there. With goodbye said, you continued towards the Watcher's Pool on Love Darts, which is where we pick up the story now. Nice. All right. I guess I should mention that uh, upon leaving Dino Malia II, Stunzi has a inclination to get up and jump in the bum bag that I believe Schwangberry's wearing. Uh, yeah, but um, now I have it uh, sort of as a belt with the bag component at my back. 
Okay, so he climbs in oh, through your butt. You're a trendsetter. It would look like, I guess, he was climbing through the bag into my butt. Um, I'm regretting my life decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Stunty jumps in the bum bag and won't be joining us for this session. Jumps in the bum. Jumps in the bum bag. Wink. Oh, man. Yeah, as uh, we're writing Love Darts up, I'd like to work on my beers and experiment on different beard formations. Excellent. What are some of these formations? Uh, you know, so like uh, bushy. Um, I tried the classic Fu Manchu of just a mustache, but it was way too long and it also highlighted my weak chin. Not that I have a weak chin. None of them really work. Like can you do like a honey pot? Uh, oh, turn the bees into a pot. Yeah. On my honey, face. Yeah. And you can spoon it out and eat it from your beard. That is exactly what I'm trying at this point in time. <laughs> I feel like we should uh, make Shrineberry roll a D100 just to see how many bees he's got on his face. Oh. Roll 19 out of 100. Can we take a short rest? He sure can. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a very long journey to the watcher's pool. Yep, so I'm going to take no. a short death. rest. A short death? Okay. Short death. <laughs> if I don't, uh, if I don't roll my hit dice, I'm gonna be taking a short death too. I also, at the end of the short rest, use my my fate touch feet gift of alacrity at the end, which means I get to add a d8 to all initiative rolls for the next eight hours. Nice. I get yeah, some but- of rest, Dean. So I, while we're having a short rest, I will play a tune, and you can get an extra d6 to add that to your hit dice hit points. Oh, yes. Uh, you know the drill by now. What song are you seeing? It's not going to be a song. It's going to be a poem. I'm going to whip out my, uh, what do they call it, a liar? I am going to just uh, recite The Man from Snow River. Oh, God. Okay, don't <laughs> do not do that. Don't listen to that. All right, so I take 2d6 psychic damage. I take 10d6 boring damage. Trungberry hates bombs that rhyme. I know, that's why I did poem. You carry on travelling after a short trek past the fishermen. The cacophony of screams grow louder as you approach the shoreline of a large lake. If not for the discord, the landscape would be serene. With lush grass and crystal clear water, this is more like the prismy you remember, Felix. Brightly coloured, elongated stones form a path towards the centre of the lake, where a large rock formation rises above the water. A cave mouth is clearly visible, though it is too dark to see inside. Perched on precarious supports, a wooden hut balances haphazardly on the island, where three winged creatures appear to be the source of the ruckus. It's some kind of puzzle. I can tell straight away. (laughs) It's a rainbow. These three creatures are the ones that are making the screaming noises. They have not seen you yet. They're too busy making the lovely, descondent sounds. Okay, I've got an idea. I want to try something. Are they about my height? Are they short? They're considered small. All right, so disguise self. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can make yourself, including your clothing, otherwise another another blonde person look different until the spell ends. You can see one foot shorter or taller. You can't change your body type, so you must adopt a form that has the same basic arrangement of limbs. They have wings. They are flying. Wings are just arms that look different, right? <laughs> do you want wings or do you want arms? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, your neon. I'm going to cast disguise self as these creatures, but without the wings. Oh, without the wings. Okay. Oh. Well, can I create it with the wings? I'll you give you a minor illusion for the wings. Chuck something on your back, and you can have wings. Ah, cool. Do I? I have a backpack. Yeah, fuck it. All right, you can do it. Yeah, I got a backpack. 
Nope, do it. Yeah, cool. So I turn into one of these creatures mm-hmm. and I look at everyone and go, this might be dumb. And I walk up to water's edge. I don't go into the water mm-hmm. and I start screaming too. Give me a performance check. 19. Yes. Yeah, no. Nah. They see you approaching and look excited to see another one of their kind screaming with them. Yeah, Felix is going to start walking towards these rocks. Do I notice anything interesting about these rocks to get out to the water? No, you notice nothing yet other than they're brightly coloured. I stand here screaming. I don't know what to do now. I say to the other guys, let's just go. (laughs) Leave Felix. We turn around and we just walk away. (laughs) Felix has now found his new cult and he's a happier (laughs) man for it. Oh my god, you're right, he did just join another cult. (laughs) So to paint a scene, about 50 feet away from Felix, uh, hovering over a big cave mouth are these three creatures that are screaming discondently. Felix is standing at the edge of these colourful, elongated rocks, and the others are about another 50 feet away from him to the south. As they're screaming at each other, I point down to the rocks and nod my head while screaming and looking at them. Stopping what they're doing, one of them is always screaming, two of them will start calling out to you in a language. What languages do you know? Does anyone know still I do. I speak Sylvan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you hit in Sylvan. Bro, what are you doing? I speak in Sylvan back going, how'd you get over there, bro? We bloody flew, bro. Oh, my wings are broken. Oh, thank God. The rocks, bro. Well, what do the rocks do? Don't. We don't like the rocks, bro. Oh, fly over there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fly. Babylona sent you? Yes. Yes, she did. Yeah. Get the fuck over here, mate. What's your name? Name's Ixleth. My name's Craig. Oh, nice to meet you, Craig. All right, I'm about to fly over there. Right here, I come. Tempted to walk up and just push him. I cast, I cast Misty Step to to go across to them. It's probably super dumb. Nah, it's, it's fine. Mate. It's fine. Yeah, I'm over there with them. How did you get over here so quick? You fly fast. Oh yeah, I know. Super quick. They called me the quickest in the West. Ooh. Is this your is this your house? Yeah, bro. We made what's, it. What's in there? It's a fucking house. Oh, why are we screaming? Why does all make screaming? It's what we fucking do, you cunt. All right, I'm gonna start screaming too, and I just start screaming. Yeah, fuck yeah. Ah! What's up with the rocks though? Why can't we go on the rocks? You fucking don't like the rocks, bro. They don't sound good. They don't. Th- Wait, you can step on them. They make music. Yeah, of course, bro. Yeah, right. It's a giant xylophone. Yeah. Have you played music before? The fuck? What do you think we're doing now? Oh, see it. <laughs> Felix, as and Felix as integrating himself now into the cult, and just starts screaming more. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so you guys all see this happen. That uh, conversation was all in Sylvan, by the way. Yeah. Um, what would you like to do? I'm just gonna walk up there. I point a finger at him. I'm like, and I talk to the guys in Sylvan. I'm like, look at this cunt. Who's this cunt? Watch this super powerful spell. Watch, watch this. Look how strong I am, guys. I point a finger at um Jester, and I send message to him, and I go, Hey man, just do this. Just get on your knees and grovel. I uh, turn around and moon him. <laughs> oh, look at the guy. See what I made him do? I made him show our show his ass. I think uh, I think we gotta fuck this guy up. Yeah. 
think we've got to fuck yeah, him up. Yeah, I'm Matt, Matt. Oh, uh, yeah. I point a finger again at Jester saying, they're going to try and fuck us up. All right, pull my pants back up then. <laughs> yeah, and I say, <laughs> just, I want to see what these stones do. Go put your foot on the red stone. Brad said to fuck anyone up that comes over here, so we're going to fucking fuck him up. Let's go, cunt. We're going to fuck him up? Yeah, let's fuck him up. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Everyone, um... Roll initiative for me. Jeff gets to go first in the initiative order. Get him, Jeff. You mean Geoff? Um, and Geoff knows Sylvan as well, and he knows what is happening. So I guess he turns around and says, yeah, nah, they're going to fuck up Jester. We should uh, go and help him, eh? Jeff will just head straight towards them because he can move 60 feet, revealing himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Actually, back in moons and Jeff reveals. <laughs> God, Jeff's a badass. He is, but he's awfully weak. Flies on over, over the water, so he's hovering just over near the colorful rocks. I guess Jeff will tell you that the colorful rocks make noises as well, because he understood everything that was said. Sorry, I forgot to mention that Love Darts is also just below where you guys are as well. Yeah. My concern is Nishi pointing that out so that he can fuck Love Darts up. Possibly. You can love it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just call him Love Darts? <laughs> That's most of my jokes. I'm tempted to go and play a song on the uh, colourful rocks, but um, can't really do anything either because I'm too far away. I might just have to join Jeff. I could potentially get a dart at them. Let's see you fly your 60 feet and then chuck a dart at the one right next to Felix. 14. 14 does not miss. You split your dart between Felix and the one next to Felix, and they both, I guess Felix as well, will just both scream at you. Wait, so that you said it doesn't miss? <laughs> it doesn't hit, sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I thought that was just a real elaborate way of saying, yep, that's it. Uh, I thought you were just like throwing a curveball, you like, it doesn't miss, you hit. Nope, sorry. But you were actually saying it does miss. Well, actually, it doesn't miss, it's still strikes the uh, shitty looking cabin but it doesn't hit any <laughs> any creature oh cool so roll for damage for the cabin yeah see if you break the cabin six, six. damage six piercing damage yeah cabin. you see it's a bit rickety it wobbles a bit but it's all right it's still standing <laughs> uh all of them start screaming once again so everyone including felix this might uh ruin your plan everyone within 30 feet must give me a wisdom saving throw as they all start screaming on their turn yeah. uh jeff passes yeah is that three wisdom saving throws or just 19. just we'll just do the one that passes, Edrilin. That's a five. That does not pass. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, you see that on a failure, you become incapacitated. What? <laughs> so due to this uh, ceaseless screaming, you can no longer handle the sounds of all three of them gangbanging your ears, so to speak, <laughs> and you <laughs> bend over in pain, incapacitated. <laughs> Uh, Craig looks open and is like, what the fuck happened to you, cunt? It can use, so to discern that you're disguised, a creature can use its action. So it has to use its action okay. to expect my appearance. So now they're in combat, they'll have to use a whole action. Cool. The one next to Felix heads over towards Edrelin. The one towards the middle heads over to Jeff. And the one further back is going to use its action to discern what the fuck is wrong with Felix. A four's not going to do it. He's studying you closely and he's like, yeah. Edrelin, the one in front of you, is going to swing at you with its barbed tail. Uh, I assume an eight will not hit. No, it will not. 
And the one in front of Jeff is going to swing and a 10 will not hit. It is now your turn, Felix. You are incapacitated. At the end of your turn, you can make a wisdom saving throw to not Excellent, excellent, excellent. I will do a wisdom saving throw. Yama. That's a four. <laughs> four, you are still bent over in pain, incapacitated. Felix <laughs> is not rolling well tonight. Rainbow, you're up. Uh, seeing my uh, friend being attacked and in trouble, uh, I move 15 foot forward and fire my longbow at the creature attacking Jeff with a 21 to hit. Yeah, that's going to hit. All right. So the arrow does six piercing damage. And my uh, good friend bees uh, on their way as well to deal two damage extra. Nice. That's a nice bit of damage dealt to the little flying critter in front of Jeff. For those of you playing at home, a uh, very demonic cherub. I'd say they're just a very horny devil. <laughs> Jester, you're up. I'll take a step forward and seeing what's happening with uh, Felix, I'll throw him a bardic inspiration and I'll shoot an arrow at the one attacking Jeff. For a nine, solid. A nine will not hit. Uh, well, too bad for that turn then. It is now Jeff's turn. He uh, is going to look at the critter in front of him and just try and stab out with his tiny sword. 23 is going to hit, dealing nine damage, which is good. This little critter lying in front of him is fucked up. Edgelin, you're up. You're like, Jeff's weak, but every time he attacks someone, he really fucks him up. All right, I am going to use my sword on the one in front of me. Ten's not going to hit. No, it's not, unfortunately. But I can use my bonus action to make an unarmed strike. I am tempted to use my bonus action to put milk-covered toast in my ears. Oh, God. So I, <laughs> so I can't hear their screaming. Um, but I don't know if that's actually going to prevent their attacks, so I might as well just attack them. 24 will hit 7 bludgeoning damage. You smack him in the head and he's still flying strong in front of you. Cool. Jeff, Edrelin and Felix, give me a wisdom save as their screaming becomes louder and rings in your ears. Try not to be bent over in pain. 20. Uh, Jeff rolled a 17 as well and they both save, leaving only Felix incapacitated. The one next to Felix is going to pop his head inside the hut and yell something in there. The little thing in front of Edgelin is going to reach out and try and get him with his little barbed tail again. And did um, Jeff understand what the guy shouted out in the cabin? Yep. <laughs> Jeff and Felix both here. Greg, Larry, get the fuck out here. Little flying critters in front of Jeff and Edgelin miss with their tail swings. Felix, Beautiful. your turn. Yeah, Bardic Felix. Wisdom save of 10 does save. So, Felix, um, you pop out of incapacitation oh, with the 10. I sit up and, like, I was waiting my turn. I look at the guy looking at me and I'm just like, yeah, sorry about that. I, oh, I had something bad to eat. Oh, oh fuck. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, I rinse and repeat and fire along the one near Jeff. Go for it. The 23 to hit. How do you kill this Healing. thing? Oh, um, oh, this is just a straight up uh, shot for the heart. Noel's to blame. Uh, you shoot it and it just plonks into the nice, clear, crystalline water. Ding, I game, love Jeff. dart, a bad name. Oh, 
god, I was a That was beautiful. <laughs> it's funny because he actually did give it a bad name. As much as I love snails on the bay as a name. I met him, I saved him from them, and I took a troll and I was like, it's snails on the bay. I believe I, the rabbits called him Sheldon. Wait, Sheldon I will find a wish spell and his name will become <laughs> snails on the bay and I will get it canon. Okay. Schwangbury has a little bit more appreciation for Jester's poetry. <laughs> cool. Jester, you're up. There oh, are yeah. currently two flying critters, one in front of Edgelin and the other has briefly popped into the makeshift cabin. Sweet. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go and jump on the red rock. Cool. As soon as you jump on the red rock, a lovely Cafe. note rings out and you see the flying critters around you just look at you and cover their ears. Okay, if I see that, I will jump on the next rock and then I will jump back to the red rock and then I will jump back to the orange one. You see that these things are cringing in pain. They do not like the sweet, sweet sound coming from these rocks and they look like it's hurting their beings. And you just hear, uh, not screaming like they have been, you actually hear pains of scream and pains of scream come from inside the cabin. Felix, do you also scream? <laughs> I do scream. I go, ow, ow, <laughs> this hurts so much. Oh, my God. Well, that's all my movement doing that. So do I, I still get a shot off. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At the one over here next to Edrilin. Yeah, 24 will hit this one. Yeah. Sweet. For nine damage. Nine damage is not too shabby. This one is also screaming in pain from the sound of the ringing notes and from having a uh, crossbow bolt in its chest. Jeff is going to do an intelligence check. Jeff passes. With a 15, uh, Jeff is like, ah, fuck, these things are little fucking fey creatures that scream to torment their enemies. They relish in despondent sounds and hate fucking harmony. Keep jumping on those things, cunt. And he'll fly over and jump on this key. The nice uh, F note rings out. Felix hears this. He goes, oh, I hate this harmonious noise. Oh, it hurts my ears. <laughs> Edgelin, you're up. Sweet. So because they're uh, wincing in pain, they don't, they're not screaming anymore? Let me just double check that. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, it's fuck it. They're not screaming because they are wincing. They're screaming in pain. Well, I'll just um, smack the dude in front with my sword. And 14's going to miss. 14 will miss. But I will punch it. Oh, it's going to miss too. You swing with your sword and miss and follow up with a real shitty punch and miss as well. Uh, I really miss the screaming, you know. <laughs> Tell if these are actually hurting them, the noises. It is not hurting them as in dealing damage, but you will see that as the one in front of Edrelin tries to swing at him with his barbed tail, he's going to do that at disadvantage. 18 and 24. Ah. Oh. 18 hit, yeah. Right. Uh, he rolled a nut once. So he deals four damage to you. The one that chucked his head in the cabin is going to fly on over to Jeff and try and get him with his tail. He misses, rolling a 12. And from inside the cabin, you see another two come out wincing in pain. They'll all go to Jeff. First one will hit with a 21 as its lowest roll. Rolled as high as it can roll. And Jeff cops a big seven damage. Half his HP. Shit. And the next one is going to swing out with his tail again. Lucky he gets it at disadvantage because that was a crit. He misses. Suckers! Felix, you finally get a turn. Finally get a turn. Jeff Bardic. I'll come over here and I'll jump on this stone and go, oops! 
and jump up and down on it, going, making noise, going, oh, I can't stop making this harmonious noise. <laughs> uh, you see that they are real fucking in so much pain. And then I'll cast Fairy Fire. Nice. On these three here. You're going to get Jeff. I know I'm going to get Jeff. I'm like, so's Jeff. Don't know why I'm still talking like this. And then I drop my disguise self and go, ta-da. I'm actually Felix Fortunia, performer uh, extraordinaire. You see Craig is um, emotionally hurt as well. <laughs> Good. I hope I emotionally hurt you. And I cast Fairy Fire on him. Jeff and, and all of them have to do a deck save. Uh, DC 14. Jeff fails. They all fail. Nice. Cool. They're all outlined in purple, and there's advantage on all of them, but also against Jeff, so they get to attack normally against Jeff. Great. Shrinkberry. I line up to take care of that weakened one uh, and free Edril and Obby's pestilence, but then I see a whole bunch of shit verified, so I decide to shoot one of them instead. <laughs> As you and should. I, yeah. <laughs> My boy Jeff's surrounded. Uh, I shoot the one closest to, to me. The one just below Jeff. Correct. So with advantage, 17. 17 is their armor class. Oh, nice. All right, dealing eight piercing damage with the arrow. Nice. Uh, And I have 17 bees left. So I follow that up with just just sending one who's just uh, holding onto the tip of the arrow and just his butt sticking forward. So he hits the um, creature before the arrow did. Does he get stuck between the arrow and him? Why not? For a little bit of extra flavor. I mean, once the bee stings, I mean, they're kind of they're dead. They're going to rip out their <laughs> internal organs. The bees are... Evolved. Yeah, these are yeah, wild bees. We're in the fey. They... Yeah. Yeah. They don't oh, die. So that's the first bee that's died? Yep. Apart from the ones I had for dinner last night. Jester, it is your turn. Sweet. I will jump onto this next color, land on it with two feet as loud as I can. Well, I pull out my rapier and I stab the one that Schwangeri just had a go at. Go for it. And uh, crit will I work. rolled a crit. <laughs> uh, so that will be yeah, you that kill much it. damage. How do you kill it? <laughs> uh, literally like the same thing. I slice down. So instead of, I use a rapier in the completely wrong way. I just calm down it like an axe. And I just, as I jump down and land on the yellow xylophone rock pretty much i make as much noise as i can and just axe through with a rapier yeah being a bard you know that when you land on that uh, rock a nice e sound rings out beautiful and that one disintegrates sweet and then i will take one side step and then hit the other one with a dagger as a bonus action and that is going to hit that'll only be three damage this is some seriously good rolling. Out of five rolls, your lowest was 19. Ridiculous. That's what I do, my friend. It is Jeff's it's... turn. Jeff sees these two. Jeff knows what they are. He yells out that they're Devilkin. He's going to reach out and bite the one in front of him. Oh, yes. Savage. So he hits like a savage. Uh, after all that, the bite only does one damage. Yeah, Jeff, go all Mike Tyson <laughs> on his ass. That was, that was worth it. So worth it. He Double has much as a bee. That looks cool, but uh, it only does one damage. Worth it for intimidation purposes. Bites like a dragon, stings like a bee. <laughs> uh, Edrilyn, you're up. Yeah, I need to finish this one off. I'm just going to punch it. Yeah, some may say if you hit, it's dead. 20. 20 is going to hit. How do you kill this thing? Yeah, punch. I don't even pull out my sword. I'm like, he's not worth it. I just punched him, but I missed the first punch. Just punch him directly down into the lake below. Splush. Yep. He crashes down. The remaining 
Devilkin's uh, struggling in pain, looking around and uh, not enjoying what they're seeing. So they are going to fuck off. They're going to disengage, use their 40 feet of flight and get away. Try and get away. Cool. They are running away uh, with their hands covering their ears and screaming in pain, not for pleasure. Felix, you're up. Yeah, sweet. I point my fingers at them and go, bang, bang, motherfucker. Eldritch Blast. 23 will hit. And that does six damage. Not too bad, but this one's still kicking. That's cool. I'll still get another shot off it, you cunt. <laughs> I shell that out to him in Sylvan too, so he understands. I thought we had something. Yeah, you had some of this. <laughs> some of these nuts. No, who would say that? That's inappropriate. Inappropriate. <laughs> You're up, Shwang. Oh, sorry for you saying that I would be one to make a D's nuts jokes. I casually walk 30 feet, draw my bow, and I shoot uh, this furthest one away. 25 to hit. So I do five damage with the arrow, mm-hmm. uh, but I follow it up with my uh, good friend, which it turns out I got 18 left of bees. <laughs> Five. Cool. Uh, you see that both of these Devilkin are looking about the same amount of hurt. All right. Jester, you're up. Sweet. I, I do a big jump under the green rock now, and cool. I listen out for the note that it plays. Plays a lovely F sound. Beautiful. And then I fire at the one at the back, the crossbow. A 19 will hit. There's nine damage. Uh, yet your crossbow goes straight through it and it plummets down into the crystalline lake. Dead. Yeah, it does. Nice. It is Jeff's turn. Uh, (laughs) Jeff can reach these creatures, so he's going to fly up and attack the last one with his tiny sword. Not going to, uh, bite this time. Ooh, he just hits. He rolled a 17. Lucky at advantage. He is going to just leave this one alive. This one is barely hanging on as he stabs into it. Edgelin, you're up. Fuck him up, Jeff. Fuck him up. And he is 50 feet away from me so I can get to him. Great. You just need a hit and it's dead. 19. How do you want to kill this thing? I'm gonna lop its wings off. Fall to the water. It's gory as shit. Great. Uh, There is no longer any more of these creatures around. Now that there's no longer screaming of any sort, pain or pleasure, it is real serene and peaceful out here. I um, instantly go into the hut. Is there anything to loot? (laughs) Cool. Uh, The interior of this poorly constructed hut is a single room with crude beds of moss and a single open window. The wood creaks slightly as it sways. A rusted old harp sits in one of the moss beds. So you're entering? Yep. As you step forward, the floor gives way, causing a cascade of wood to plummet into the water below, revealing <laughs> that the delicate structure was built over a cavity in the cave ceiling. Give me a deck save not to fall in the water. Sucker! I got party inspiration, so... Mm-hmm. Six, I'm going to use that. Mm-hmm. D6. You need six. a six. Yep. Two, that's oh, an eight. No. Okay, I fall into this... Oh, no! <laughs> Felix falls into the water. I can fly in and grab him. I don't know. It's hard to feel bad for him at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, he kind of just rushed Felix, in, didn't he? Is the water cold or nice? You said it was very serene here. Oh, it's very serene. It's pleasurable. I start floating on my back going, actually, it's pretty chill in here, guys. It's got a bit of a mind goblin feeling. A As you goblin. fall into the mind cave below. <laughs> <laughs> As Felix falls straight into that one, 
as Felix falls into the water from the cavity above, you all peer down into the cave below and see light from outside reflects off the water, dancing across the walls of this small cavern. At the back of the cave, an ancient giant purple antlered serpent rises from the water and peers in your direction with a downcast look in its eyes. Hello there. Gratitude, I say, for your kindness for helping me today. You're welcome. I roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm in the water just sort of like floating on my back and I put my thumb and finger out in the shaka bar pose and I look at him and go, shaka bra. He looks at you quizzically. It means akuna matata. Oh, what a wonderful phrase. Yeah, but shaka bra. I say, uh, hey, you're uh, looking for the uh, serpent of the lake. Would this be you? That would be I. From Mother's Adorna I came to be. Regarding visions, only I can see. Ask of me and I'll grant you three. Individually or as a collective? That was one. Fuck! Very <laughs> walks out. Very sticks his head in and he goes, Hey, can you tell me where to find my brooch? <laughs> yeah. You get three questions in total. Alright. I'll get everyone going. Sorry, I have to ask this question because I just, I feel like it's the right thing to do and as much as I am a little shit, I, I sort of do think it's the right thing to do. And I look at the dude and go, I was giving you the shuckers, right? But there's a bloke I know who can't do the shuckers. Alma, looking for his thumbs. Do you know where they are? He looks up and ponders a bit. And he looks at you and says, North of the tollway sits a lonely Owell. There lives a creature with limbs several. Spider, snake, and alpha ahead. A nightmare marvel, a creature of dread. With stitched thumbs gripping so tight, it's ready to pounce on any prey in its sight. Don't forget we need to ask where Dino Malio can find his rainbow fish. <laughs> Shrangri will step forward uh, reverently. What is the location of my bee brooch? I push Swainberry into the water. Uh, I find it cool and refreshing, except for a slightly warmer patch next to Felix. Because I just assumed that you had to be in the water to ask the question, so I just pushed Swainberry in. Yeah, uh, it wasn't elegant. Uh, my bees uh, flew off my face and are hovering above the water, and I don't like it. If you had a rope right now, you could throw it out to me and I could drag you back in. After a moment, the watcher looks at you and says... In Bavlona's hive, she buzzes as busy as can be. The cleaning bee diligently sweeps with glee. Damn it. I think he's saying Bavlona's got it. Uh, let's fuck that bitch up. You have one more question to ask of the watcher. Can we call you snakes on the bay? <laughs> I want to ask about Burley's brother. If I get yeah, go, go. Yeah, no, okay. yeah, ask Burley's brother. I ask him, how best can I find Burley, Hurley's brother? Uh, the Watcher leans over to you and says, In the play's embrace, he longs to be free, his spirit yearning to unleash with glee. I look and just go, ah, shit, I think he's fucking dead. Cool. Can I teach you something? It is not common for those to come and teach I. I look at him and I hold my shakas out. Beneath the sun where surfers play, shaka bra in a coastal ballet. Fingers dance, a sign to convey peace and joy in the ocean's sway. Shaka bra. He um, leans down. This snake, serpent-like creature with antlered horns on its head gets its face an inch away from you and just gives you a lick. I swim to shore. As you guys 
are leaving, the serpent says, I thank the kindness you have shown, but please don't leave me all alone. If one of you would stay with me, we could be friends eternally. So I tip my bum bag out. <laughs> and you give it the amourage. Oh, no. I will accept one in your stead. Take Felix. He has the smallest head. We are needed over there, but you can have our little hair. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a fucking rabbit. Give him the rabbit. I will remind you that Snails on the Bay is also here. We know. We know that. Okay. We're trying to avoid giving him the snail. Yeah, this is our good friend Love Dart, for whom which we shall never part. Well, I pull out the thingo board. <laughs> <laughs> And I say, uh, give me your happiest memory as a reward. Yeah, nah, the creature says, I'm sorry our minds do not align, but one of you shall remain mine. Everyone roll initiative. Oh, yeah, beauty. All right. It's fucking on. We're going to really kill the prophetic serpent, although, to be honest, it sounds pretty sad. Yeah, I mean, he should have seen this coming. Pathetic serpent is actually what we were calling him before. So. Now it's a pathetic. It's very sad. Reminds me of my lonely dad. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a quick backstory on the Almorad. I know it's, we got him at the start. It's a dude's familiar. Yeah. yeah. Something he talks to us through the stupid Almorad. Not the, the weird guys Russian guy. Yeah. That, well, I say give him the Almorad. That's what I reckon. No, the Almorad is my friend. Ever since I glassed him. All right. This is your last chance. It's gonna fight you. I refuse to give up the Elmarash. With that in mind, battle is going to begin against this prophetic antlered serpent that Zabilna made, and it is going to... Ah, oh, uh, made it. Oh, no, we're the bad guys. You are definitely the bad guys. Uh, it turns within all of you. You are all within 30 feet. It is going to do its charming gaze. Everyone must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. Oh no. Uh oh. I got a 13. I got a 15. Felix got an 11. Edrilin? 19. Someone might pass. So, Felix, Schwangberry, and Jeff all fail. Oh no. A creature that fails to save cannot move further away from the Watcher on its turn. The affected creature must repeat the saving throw at the end of its next turn. Everyone that is charmed feels a need to be close to the Watcher and be besties with him, really. Uh, Jeff is going to creep up a little bit towards the Watcher, still on top of the cave. Jeff is going to do the saving throw at the end of his turn. Fails again. Schwangberry, you're up. I uh, swim on over up to my new buddy, the Watcher. Right. And I do a wisdom saving throw. Yeah. 11. 11 fails. Jester, you go before Felix. All right, here we go. This is what I'm going to do. I am going to use unsettling words, and as a bonus action, I'm going to cast it on the Watcher. Yep. Then... I'm going to use the spell Suggestion. I'm going to suggest that he lets all of us leave and takes two members from the next party that comes along. Uh, he failed that saving throw, but you see your words mean nothing to him as he cannot be charmed. Ooh. Well, shit. That was actually a pretty awesome effort. Sorry, mate. That does not work then. Felix, it is your turn now. Schwangberry, yourself, and... 
Jeff are all charmed. Muted this whole fucking time. You're always Fuck. fucking muted. 21 does save. Uh, you break out from this charm at the end of your turn. You, you've been saying stuff for a long time, haven't you, Dean? <laughs> I have. Edrelin, you're up. Uh, Schwangbury and Jeff are charmed by this antlered serpent who really just seems lonely and wants a friend. I don't really want to attack it, to be honest. I also don't want to give up Love Dart. I'm more than happy to give up Dal Mirage. Same. We should give up Love Dart, you're right. <laughs> why Why do you not want to give up this rabbit? Well, the rabbit's cute, cuddly, uh, nice creature, and also a communication tool to that weird Russian dude. That we've never used. Snails in the Bay was just a piece of transport that we stole, who I love. Yeah, but we still need him. We haven't used the rabbit ever. Just go take the bum bag and take the Almirage out and give it to him. I've got the bum bag. <laughs> we, my don't don't even take the Almirage out. Just take the bum bag, leave Schwangberry there, and we just leave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't really want to attack it. You can try talking to it. Try to bargain with it and say, let us go and we'll return with someone to keep me company. Uh, give me a persuasion check. 14. Uh, it looks at you and just says, please be my friend. This world is so vast. The loneliness lingers, casting a shadow that lasts. Together we'll laugh and chase away sorrow in friendship's brace, brighter tomorrow. Uh, that, that's him saying no, and he wants you to be his friend. Give <sighs> him the snail. I'm going to plus seven and I can't roll under a 10. So I've got I think we, 17. I think we need to take a group vote. Are we giving up the snail or are we giving up the Al Mirage? No, we're not giving him shit. I'll slit this fucking snake thing's throat before we give him our snail. <laughs> I can unzip the bum bag with my bonus action or something. But if we're not going to do that, then I won't do it. There, there is just a suggestion of choosing violence. Unfortunately for you all, it's the Watcher's turn again, and he is going to have a look at you all in the eye and gaze at you once again. Everyone's not already charmed. Give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, my God. I rolled a five. Oh, come on. I rolled a so solid one. Don't TPK on this fucking thing. Edgelin passes. Everyone else is charmed by this creature. Come on, Jeff. Break outside of the trance. The Watcher is just so happy to have people that want to stay with him. Jeff... Wisdom Hang on, I have advantage against being charmed. Go for Ooh, it, roll again. Sweet, 15. 15 passes. You are not charmed. Nice. Yes. Jeff rolled in that one. He's still charmed and he flies on over right next to the Watcher. Shrangberry, you are right at the Watcher and you are charmed. You're so close you can pat it. Uh, yeah, absolutely I pat him. I mean, charmed or not, <laughs> I pat him. You pat his purple uh, scaly... Scales, I guess. Yes. Uh, do Purple my wisdom scales. saving throw. I got a five and I pat his scaly scales again. Yep. Chester, you are up. I'm going to say, Mr. Watcher, sir, we are on an important mission to bring Bavlona down and bring Zabunia back. Wouldn't you prefer to have someone stay with you that wants to be here? If we can find you someone like that, would would you not be happier? A persuasion. Uh, that's a 17. He sighs and says, I will wait more setting suns for mother's return and a friend when your quest is done. And the charm is lifted off all of you. Should have asked about where the billionaire is. Fuck, I just thought of that. I hit the Herald Holt and I get the fuck out of there. He looks a bit sad that he's being left alone once again, but he lets you all leave. For the record, I didn't want to give up the Almirage. Sure you didn't. 
We're in the north already, aren't we? You are. I say to everyone, go, I know there's an O-well somewhere close by. And why would you want to head there for? Because, like they said, dude, the thumbs are there. It's oh, well. fucking creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. All right, well, I, I guess we follow Felix's suggestion and we head to the O-well that was described by the Watcher. G'day, it's Chris, your DM. We hope you are enjoying listening to Roll for Stupid. If you are, we'd love it if you could take a moment to subscribe and review us on your favorite streaming platform. While you're there, check out Dungeon Calling, a real play D&D podcast of high fantasy and low humor. Here's a taste of their show. It's 1988. Do you know where your children are? Sneaking out of detention again. Playing that evil new game, Dungeons and Dragons, that your friends on the PTA warned you about. Arguing amongst themselves. Battling monsters and the other children at school. Guiding a herd of goats into a swimming pool. And arguing amongst themselves. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Dungeon Calling. Who buys a possum? That's what I was asking you. (laughs) Dungeon Calling. All right, you head towards the O-Well that is to the north of the tollway. Do you ladies need well, a short rest or anything? I can play a tune. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind a short rest. We, we take a short rest. I use that 3 HP. Right. Um, at some point soon, you will probably need to take a long rest. It's been quite a while since you've had a long rest, but for now, a short rest will suffice. Let's get to this O-Well and kill some rabbits. Um, you take some time to... Bypass the tollway and you arrive at an O-Well. All right. I listen to the thing and I say to everyone, I'm like, it's going to try and surprise attack us. So you come across yet another O-Well. You notice that unlike the others you've visited before, this one seems to be unoccupied, having not claimed any victims. The surrounding area is flooded except for brief patches of land, making the area slow going to traverse. I scream out, give me the thumbs. You hear nothing. Jesse, you still got those stilts? Yes, I stole the guy's stilts. Was uh, not confirmed. Well, it was never denied either. <laughs> Fuck it, you can have the skill. I hand him to Felix and say, your quest, you're going in. <laughs> Felix nods and I jump on the stilts and I'll walk out into the water. Dexterity check. You can traverse through the swampy landscape. I traverse through the swampy landscape and I walk towards the OL. And as I get closer, I start screaming out, Where are those thumbs? I know you're in here, beast. Come speak with me or are you too scared? While I'm shaking in my boots. (laughs) You hear nothing. Nothing from the OL anyway. Throw something down the OL. Jump down the OL. Can I do like a perception or investigation to see if there's actually anything here? Yeah, go for it. Give myself guidance. Seven. Do you uh, need it? D four. Three. Ten. You do not notice anything out of the ordinary around here. Anyone else no. want to help look for anything? I asked Jeff. I'm like, Jeff, do you see anything out of the ordinary here? Am I missing something really obvious? Jeff has a little study of the landscape, and he's like, oh, fuck. Tree over there looks like it might contain something, eh? Possibly. Felix runs towards the tree. Bite me, bastard! (laughs) You see out of the tree pops a uh, little abomination of a creature. It has an owl head, spider legs attached to the owl body. It's got owl wings and a uh, snake coming off its back like a disgusting little tail. And it it is going to sweep down on you, everyone. Roll initiative. Felix, you get to go first as this creature um, pops out of a tree looking to reach down and do something to you. It's not humanoid, is it? 
It is not. If anything, it's an abomination or beast. Just, just so I make things clear, it looks like one of those taxidermy creatures that Babylon makes. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck this thing up. I'm gonna fuck this thing up then. I'm gonna cast Eldritch Blast on it. An eight won't hit. No, an eight will not hit. And I look at it and I go, "Follow me, prick!" And I run, start running towards everyone. Uh, this is the abomination's turn that I like to call Muffin. It will easily fly on over to you and first will reach out and try and bite you with its snake tail. Does a seventeen hit? Does hit. Yes. Uh, does eight damage to you. Eight, cool. Yep, that hurts. And then its second attack, it will try and uh, reach out with its talons and get you. Ooh. 16. 16 definitely hits. It has talons and one of the talons has a thumb on it. Four slashing damage and give me a perception check, please, as you get attacked with these talons. <laughs> that one. That one. Never mind. Uh, and it will fly away from you. And Ooh, it has okay. flyby, so it does not take opportunity attacks. Jester, you're up. It flies back to its little home. A little bit obscured by its tree, but it's not taking the hide action. So I can still see it. I'm going to shoot a crossbow bolt at it. 17 will hit. 17, beautiful. Six damage. Yep, uh, you do a nice chunk of damage to this flying <laughs> and creature. And I will throw out a bardic inspiration to... Uh, we'll give it to... We'll give it to Adrian. He hasn't had one for a bit. It is Jeff's turn next. Um, Jeff is probably just going to laugh at Felix for getting into this situation. And then he's going to fly on over. Gets within range of this creature and does the stabby stabby. 22 will hit. And he fucking murders this creature. (laughs) It falls to the floor dead. Um, Nice. As it falls to the floor, you see that it drops a packet of pixie dust. And some thumbs? No, it's got thumbs on it. Yeah, it's got thumbs on its talons. Felix, you want to go get those thumbs? I run over. I know this is a trap and I could tell what this is thing, but Felix would be like, the thumbs! And I'll run over to grab the thumbs. Cool. You're standing above this taxidermied nightmare creation. Uh, you see the talons have stitched to it uh, hobgoblin thumbs and laying next to it is a packet of pixie dust. Dust, I guess. I guess I pick up dust. I want the thumbs. <laughs> you feel around in your pockets and like, oh, fuck, that little shit took my pixie dust. Who said that? You. You, you feel around <laughs> your pockets. Oh, I lost my pixie dust. It oh, stole your pixie dust. That's why I made you do a perception check. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Felix actually wouldn't realize this. Felix would be like, hey, guys, I got a second pack of pixie dust. How good is this? <laughs> and I put it back into my backpack and I break the thumbs off. Right. You detach the thumbs. Cool. Um, you now have Almar's thumbs and now you have a serious, serious urge to give those back to Almar as soon as possible. I start running towards Almar. We'll follow him extremely slowly on love darts. <laughs> Almar's all the way down at the start. I know. Don't care. I need to get these thumbs back. Cool. So you're going to travel all the way back down to Slanty Tower to Almar. Yes. Can we do a fun montage? Fun montage, sure. We start the fun montage with all you guys on Love Darts and Felix is on his stilts. You're racing through the swamp. What happens on this montage? Felix uh, needs to knit. I'm wearing my sunglasses <laughs> at night. Um, all right, so fun montage. It's quite a journey to get where you're going. We see anything on the way? Everyone give me a perception check. Yes. Oh, oh bad. This is my worst. 10. Solid eight. 20 total. Solid seven. Cool, so Schwangberry, Jeff and Felix... In the distance, beyond the fog, you hear heavy footsteps in the mud nearby, just out of sight in the fog. 
It stops before you get close enough to, for you to see the source. You then hear squelching of mud and water and something heavy settles in the muck. Is it Tallamy Hill? Maybe. The creaking of a wooden door being opened and the sound of merriment and clinking of glass can be heard as a lively ambience fills the area. Would you like to go and investigate it or not? I mean, I kind of want to know. Um, I'm happy to go and see what's happening. Whereabouts is this? <laughs> Just to the west of Brigham's Tollway. You can't see shit. There's fog. You have to go beyond the fog to see it. Felix is wants to get a thumbs back, but he loves a beer. Let's go. Because you got thumbs, you can do that magic trick where it looks like your thumb comes off. <laughs> you go past the fog and before you is a two-story wooden tavern that definitely wasn't there previously because this is around the area where you kill those beefy herring guns its doors are open and inviting oh my god if we kill those rabbits taverns appear they grow taverns <laughs> yes sweet we're gonna have to start planting every rabbit we kill <laughs> i pull out the um El mirage and I slit its throat and plant it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I walk in. Entering the cozy tavern, you are met with a lively and merry atmosphere. The wonderful smell of something roasting wafts from the kitchen where a white dragonborn cooks away. A red and orange feathered kenku dodges a magical broomstick as it sweeps the floors of the inn to deliver a plate of food to a masked goblin and a two-legged dinosaur that sleeps on the floor next to him. By the door, a black tabaxi sits and casts a watchful eye over you as you all enter. I see the chicken in the corner and I walk over to it and go, and, what's up, Hen? The name's Penelope. Where's the band going up here? Did I say there was music? Oh, it has to be. It's a pub. If there's no music, I will get up on these steps here and I will play some tunes. Because I can. 11. So I'm just warming up for the night. It's all right. I was going to say, I look at Penelope going, look at this amateur. Check this out. I give myself guidance and I step up and start like clapping my hands and banging my feet <laughs> along the before. And I roll a... A 12. I do a little bit better. It's slightly better than Jester's music, but it's still pretty average. The chicken, I forgot to mention, is wearing a witch's hat and is enjoying what you're dishing out, Felix. It's like, oh, this is lovely. I amp up and I start getting right involved with a solid 23 performance. Uh, have you ever seen a chicken tap its foot to music? Or well, now you have. <laughs> <laughs> then I bow and stop my music and I lean to uh, Felix and I say, your turn. You see the sweat coming on his head and he rolls a, that's a 24. <laughs> this is turned into some sort of epic rap battle. <laughs> Slightly better. And I go, I look at Jester and go, I retire. So an elderly lady stands behind the bar eating a roasted chicken leg. She wipes her face, smiles warmly and greets you and says, Hello, dearies. Guests are always welcome here at the end of the end of the road. Did you come of your own free will? Or did you come by compulsion, dearies? Wait, wait, can we, could, could I just ask for another question? Are you okay with her eating your friends? Ah, uh, love, I'm, I'm not really a chicken. I'm a witch. <laughs> a chicken witch. Chicken witch. Yeah, I came of my own free will. Oh, lovely to hear, love. I'd love a mead. You'd love a mead? Oh, lovely. Would you like to start a tab? And you can settle the bill before you leave. We can offer you a bite to eat or a drink or somewhere to rest your head. Do you have cheese? Let me give you a menu. She, um, hands you guys all a menu. I'll take uh, the sucker punch around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lovely. And is that going on tab? What's it going to cost me? Oh, no, it's nothing you can't afford. I assure you. You'll hardly uh -huh. fill your coin purse, being lighter as you leave. I'll pay up front. I'll let you know that I prefer to dabble in secrets and rumors. Uh -huh. Don't really care for trinkets, but, you know, if that's all you got, that's all you got. 
I heard a rumor. Oh, you heard the rumor, did you? That uh, Bavlona was um, suppressing the powers of the Watcher. Oh, really? I also that heard is, another rumor. That's interesting. Yeah, here's your drink. She liked it enough, and she's going to give you sucker punching a rabbit, a single tea bag steeped in the biggest mug they have. Oh, you skull it. You skull it. Uh, you feel like you now have advantage on stealth checks against Herringons. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I want to go find Aragorn right now. <laughs> How long does this last for? We'll see how generous I am. Sweet. Oh, and for you, dearie, what would you like? And she looks at you, Shrungberry. Gotta go to the Bogrog Ale. It's a mixture of rum, orange juice, and fermented herbs. When drunk, causes the user to gain advantage on saving throws against being poisoned for 30 minutes. And uh, are we starting a tab, dearie? I'm going to start a tab. Okay, lovely. And what would the name be? Yeah, you can call me Sugar Lips. Sugar Lips, okay. All right, one for Sugar Lips. Cool. Anyone else? Oh, the name's Sue, by the way. <laughs> i got another rumor for you. Oh, really? What would you like? You, or is this a free one? This is to pay for Felix's... No, oh, no you don't need to. I look at her go, in Babylon, as high as she buzzes. As busy as can be, the cleaning bee diligently sweeps with glee. You don't, you don't really understand how this works, do you, little one? No, nah, not really. Just give me a trinket or two. Uh, I've got this packet of pixie dust. Okay, deal. Jesus. She grabs <laughs> the pixie dust off you. What do you want to drink? Dra- I'm going to have dragon's milk. It's not really milk nor related to dragons. It's, it's an extensive oh, white geez. drink resembling milk that removes any alcohol in your body. Can you soak toast in it? As a result, you exhale fire in the form of a single burp resembling a dragon. That's pretty cool. That's dope. Felix is like, that is dope. And you, little birdman. Yes. Don't get many of you around here. I guess stop. What was the blood wine? Hey, Fisher, blood wine. I'll go there. It's just wine from a Kay Fisher lobster, and its blood is alcoholic. Uh, how would you like to pay with that? Would you like to go on his tab? Would you like to go on a group tab or... I can pay up front. Oh, excellent. What What do you got for me? You want to know a secret? I do. A good one, please. You see that Kenku over there? I'm going to take his sister out for a nice seafood dinner and never call her again. <laughs> um, the Kenku will come past down and hang out near the bar. Go and ask the Kenku if he has a sister. You want to ask him? What do you say to him? Do you have a, <laughs> do you have a sister? <laughs> you hear back, do you have a sister? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't like this guy. Very uh, I look like at the Kenku guy. and I go, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. And he says I know it you in your ask, voice. what am I? He's saying this exactly in your voice. <laughs> I do like your humor, but I'm really going to need some um, payment up front. You don't want to know what happens if you don't pay old Sue. I do. I want to know. What happens if you don't pay all two? Are you sure, Boyo? Yeah, I just want to know what you do. That's also I know to pay. I can show on you if you'd like. Is it going to hurt? Oh, very much so. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Why? If you were the light. Roll for Stupid is Brennus Stunzi, Dennis Felix, Lewis Zedrelin, Macker is Jester, Tim is Schwangberry, and I'm your DM Chris. Our intro song is If You Were God by Wild Meadows. If you liked what you heard, please like and follow us on social media and make sure you listen to the end for some extra content. Cheers!
One of Tim and my favorite sound is <sighs> opening a new can of hairspray. <laughs> what kind of hairspray do you use? <laughs> I don't know, but the, the thought of canned hairspray, like liquid hairspray, just made me chuckle. You just drizzle it on. Oh, drizzle. Drizzle it on. Oh, oh that's honey. Drizzle it on sounds like no, fucking no, no. something about Mary. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's wrong with a bit of hair, Joe.